Hi everyone, I am Stephen Drew from the Architecture Social and I am here with Peter from Third Way Architecture. Oh, Peter, hello, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm very good. Yeah, how you getting on? Even yeah, could you, I, I, yeah, how are you getting on? I'm all right, I could hear myself in the background there. Have you not set up properly for the, this professional podcast? <laughs> I'm fairly, I, uh, I've fucked up and I haven't, I haven't got all the services right. Uh, it's just we haven't got services. That dodgy laptop speaker, and that's it. So you're stuck oh. with a slight echo. All right, okay, we'll we'll make do. I, I, we'll see how it goes. But dodgy stuff. You, the third way is doing so well. You can afford a PC, right? <laughs> well, you've got to be mindful of the times. You know, let's oh, just yeah. do. Let's not do get. You know, start spending everything. We just got to be a little bit careful. Do you know what? My friend sent me on WhatsApp. I think. Um, Mayor of London's going to lock it down, Peter. So I can see that you're in your office right now. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, that's going to be announced this evening. So make sure you get home early. Walk that dog. <laughs> going to walk that dog because the idiot needs to be walked. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I can't I can't do work from home all the time. It's got to be I've got to be in the office. I've got to be seeing people. I've got to be seeing things. Yeah. I think staring at a blank wall. Eight hours a day, five days a week, six days a week. Sometimes I can't, can't suffice it. Can't do it. It's difficult. And for so, for a bit of context for anyone, so Peter, you are a director with Liam of Third Way Architecture, which is, in my opinion, is a really successful architecture practice. And I did listen to your business. See, I did. I think I told you before. I did. I did. I did yeah. research, <laughs> and uh, the business architecture. It was really good. It was really good. And I agree that actually, the the one interesting thing about Third Way Architecture is it does feel like it's been going a lot longer than three years i mean the projects are really great so this there you go you got genuine compliment from yeah. me you didn't expect that yeah, thank you yeah, I, I, been... I really like them they're amazing yeah. right and i'm like how have you walled this up in 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 three years are you are you uh, just have you got the secret recipe to architecture it was a oh, lot we, of hard work we, we took a punt i think there's it's, it's we're not going to pretend to say that we um, we earn it in every right but we did take a punt i think we've been really lucky because we we were working at a previous practice together uh, at mm-hmm. Matt. We were there for I was there for like three four years, and Liam was there for seven. And you, we don't want to be forty and being a young architecture practice. We kind of want to get on with it because it's just so slow and architecture is so bloody stuffy. Um, and actually, there was an opportunity to kind of do something else. And we we ended up um, doing a JV with Third Way Interiors, which is design and build, which everyone thinks is like the dark horse of designs. So like, uh, right. Okay. One second. JV. Right. Use yeah. the jargon. What's so, JV? Uh, uh, joint venture. Oh. Doing a joint venture with. Okay. Uh, doing a joint venture with Third Way Interiors and. Been, like in traditional architecture school, they don't like design and build because I think it's naff, I think it's just money led, and uh, don't go there. And actually, it turns out that they were bloody good, they were really excited, right. they knew what they're doing, great designers. They smashed out the park, and we're like, well, actually, in six months, we went from concept to design and finished building rather than the other building I was working on, which took three years. So, right. like, we'll have a bit of that. Um, and the other bit is. You know, because uh, it's actually such a small industry. Then my brother is best friends with the the creative director of Third Way Interiors, so we've got the we've got the drinks going and the conversation flowing. And a chat. Uh, and yeah, one thing led to another. Like, uh, not quite a one night stand, but turned into something much more uh, fruitful. <laughs> and Very fruitful. Buying um, Third Way Architecture on the back of it, so we got invited to to set up the business. Um, it sort of sits under an umbrella group. So there's Third Way Group is sort of the, the parent company, and they've got loads of subsidiary other businesses. And mm. Third Way Architecture is one of them. So we went from – we started in 2017 uh, as two two people, um, and then we quickly turned into – we're now 24. So not too shabby. Okay. it's And so if anyone wants to – write down the blueprint of how to do Fidway architecture. They can listen to the business of architecture where, where you give away all your trade secrets. Yeah, so, I, I, I want to give it all away to make sure that we suffer as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, you're doing well. You're not suffering. It's a good building. Yeah, it's, right? it's good. It's good. It's very good. It's all good. I love it. And so that podcast, I mean, it's a good podcast anyway. And that was a nice episode. It talks a lot about the business, your approach and everything like that. So there's a few things going on you because I actually – 
I did a similar thing. I work for Bespoke Careers, so they're a big recruitment company, good recruitment company. And I had something similar when I was 26, and I went, Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm going to go and set up a recruitment business. Da-da-da-da. And um, I didn't think about it too much. I set off with someone else at the time, and we were like, uh, best buddies, going to conquer the world. And then you get there, and the reality was it was me in front of a white desk with a phone, and we're like, okay, we've got to do it now. And there was that moment and you just think, okay, we're here. Did, I mean, did you feel a similar thing when you sat up here? Yeah, there was, um, <laughs> and I think Liam won't ever let it down, that he he's of the position that I actually turned it down, um, which I don't believe and I don't remember at all. <laughs> um, but he's like, can you imagine if you were, you know, turn it down and, you know, it would be awful, you know, think about that. <laughs> But uh, I, the way it kind of started off is that we we had Christmas drinks at Third Way's old office um, with um, Rob Gorda, and that's where the kind of conversation started. And we text um, Benny to CEO, and, you know, do you fancy it? And wish he'd find, yeah, all right, give it give it a whirl. It's pretty easy as that. But then it comes down to the, you know, we've asked, they said yes, and now it's actually, do we jump? You know, do we jump and, and try and swim this, or we just you know, drown and die? Uh, and then you're like, oh, is it is it right? It's and even us, we're going, oh, you know, it's design and build. Mm. Everyone tells us design and build is bad. And everyone tells us that, you know, you should be doing your own thing. You go and set up your own company. And actually, there's a lot of naysayers. And I don't know if it's it's because it was something slightly different. We are we have set up something slightly different, you know, because we're working very closely with, with uh, uh, other companies. We're under the same group. We, we get more opportunity. And that's, that's why it's so exciting. And what... Well, the real ambition for for me and Liam was we didn't we didn't want to have just a whole load of concept work, a whole load of like competitions that we didn't win because we were so young, and just you know kind of you know run the treadmill for the next five years and then eventually get a big break. What was really great for us was that they had loads of um, they kept telling us they've got loads of existing clients, so we should be able to win some work. So on that merit, it's like. Well, okay, let's say it didn't work. You know, we had two years of, of giving it a whirl and actually we, we went back into the to the, the, the rap run. It's like, well, that one was a good laugh. That was, yeah. that was, that was solid. I'll take that. Uh, and, and we'll just go again somewhere else. So actually on, from the risk level, we were both, you know, obviously three years younger. Yeah. Easy maths. Um, and actually by that point, we, we were young enough to say that it wouldn't have been a waste of time and we can just go back into our what we thought was our more traditional trajectory of our career. So that was that was an easy kind of, you know, option for us, and we, we we took a punt, and it's it's come out you know not too shabby. I think it's I think it's great. I I agree that. So for I ran that business for two and a half years. In the end, we both went our, our separate ways. I learned so much that you you do learn so much, and there is something about um, being thrown into the deep end. Where I mean, the amount of times I've messed up, or the amount of times I got things wrong, and you never make the same mistake again. And I think it toughens you up because I always joke that it take a lot to really once you run your own business when you go into practice because what I do now is I'm I basically I lead the architecture team in in a large company which has certain parallels to what Thirdway does because what I like about McDonald company is I'm given complete autonomy to do what I want provided that I get stuff over the line or things are going in the right way but I can uh, there's a there's a complete free reign that I would never have anywhere else. Like like uh, you know who else would let me go online honking a horn everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah. well, I think that's that's exactly it. I I I, I don't regret for one second um, what mm. the decision me and Liam took. It's been absolutely mad. Um, the opportunities we had are, are been mad. We have no right to be the size of practice out that we are doing, the size of work that we are, with the amount of clients that we do. That's not anything to do with like our skill set we've just been really really lucky we, we had an opportunity we took it and then i think the, the other side of it which has been absolutely mental good is that we had loads of good friends and call you know good friends or colleagues we used to work with from other practices from the likes of dmfk from pierce and co from allies and mm. others that thought yeah i'll have a bit of that i'll i will join you guys and we'll we'll get stuck in because we want to offer the opportunity for people to come up you know lead designs, you know, work with clients directly, be on site, really take charge, you know, give them the autonomy that we didn't necessarily have at previous practices. Also with the responsibility, you know, you've got to make sure you, you step up and deliver. But it's it's that excitement, that that exposure to, to things that 
typically you might not get um, in a larger practice or doing sort of commercial buildings like we do. And and that's where it's been it's been brilliant. Don't get me wrong, there's been some difficult <laughs> difficult conversations, challenging times, mm. some some late nights, some very anxious days, you know, mm. and, that, and that happens. It's not going to be like a free ride um, every day, every week. And so there's that nice balance between, yeah, you know, I've got a deadline for a, for a competition at five o'clock today. So in the back of my head, I've got, all right. Have you? Yeah, and, you, and you were speaking to me. Well, that went wrong, didn't it? You know, I've got, I've got, I've got, you know, I'm not going to miss an appointment. At the same time, it's just you always got something wrong in the back of your head about what's going to be where and what's going to be submitted. You know, you've got to make sure that you know the company runs and you're winning work, you're exposing yourself and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, uh, uh, but it's a good laugh, isn't it? It's great. It's running a business and you're 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 drawing buildings and then someone builds them, which is mental to me. I still can't get over the fact that we've looked at over 210 buildings since we started the business. We've got 70 live jobs of which, you know, eight are cut and calf complete already. You know that that is that sound. I'll I'll, I'll take that as a as a good career. I think I think you've done well. I quite liked it when I was listening, and I think you hit the nail on the head. So, you, you, from admiring companies like PC and Co. and Buckley Gray, and then going up against them and occasionally losing and then winning, they, they, there's quite a nice feeling to that in a sportsman way. And it's a little bit like I have it sometimes in what my role does of having worked at Bespoke, which is well regarded as arguably the leader in architectural recruitment when you beat them on the job in a, a fair and competitive way in a, almost like a gentleman's uh, sport there's something quite nice about it something rewarding and there's a little twinkle in your eye and then of course it's real life you might lose one uh, after or what have you but uh, to be to go and be in the same realms of people that you looked up to or quote unquote real companies you know that thing of like yeah, you're like yeah. they're a real architecture practice you know and imposter syndromes kicks in sometimes yeah. and you're late at night going oh. but that must be a nice feeling right a bit surreal that, that, though that, that's that is it's it is a great feeling um but it's again it's to really reiterate the point that it's not me or liam doing it he's it's it's actually seeing the guys in the in the team mm. absolutely smash it and when they get going we're like we, we pitch pretty well all the time but when they pitch like like when the cards on the table and they go hard at it, it's like fucking hell. That is that is that is a scorcher. And and then you're seeing sometimes you get you get wind of whales what someone else has pitched. At the moment we're we're up against DMFK on, on a on a particular project, um, and it's like the feedback we've had is you know ours is the best pitch. You know ours is actually mm-hmm. a stronger design. You're like wow, this is this is. These are, these are sublime practices. And I think the the, the architects in the team on that, on that particular pitch was um, Chelsea Rashti, who used to uh, work at Pearson Co. She's led it. She's a I think, two, three-year qualified architect, you know, mm-hmm. leading on a design against DMFK, you know. Yeah. That's 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 strong. And I think so, you know, I've said before, we've we've lost against Gensler, we've lost against Piercing Co. And, and we've lost numerous times against BGY, which does my head in. But they were exceptional practice, so I, I don't I don't hate it. It's just like ah, oh, I really wish you know I was on the other side of the of the of the wind table every now and then. But having said that, you know the more and more that we're getting ourselves exposed, the more and more that we're having opportunities, we find ourselves in a position where we have beat like Stiff and Trevillian, we have beat G Pad, we have beat um, uh, Piercing Co. We have you know we're coming up against Gensler, we're coming up against Shepard Robson. But this is not because I want to be victorious over these guys. Actually, it's a real privilege to be benchmarking, yeah. you know, near near to the near to them. And we don't take that as for for um, for granted. You know, it's it's we're just really lucky and we're really privileged that we get to get to pitch on these types of buildings. I think you had, uh, you hit the nail on the head as well, though, on your website. What have you got? You got that interesting quote on you. It's like the strength of the of the wolf is the pack. The wolf is the pack. The strength of the yeah, pack. I need wolf to put on my yeah. yeah my movie. The strength of the wolf is in the pack. I love it, right? But it's true. Uh, you're you can only do so much, and there is that weird and wonderful thing about running a business where sometimes the biggest excitement and sometimes the biggest headache is juggling all the spinning plates of people as in 
the value when you get someone on your team who's kicking ass, taking names, helping you cross the line, doing the competition while you're talking to the Welsh guy on the podcast in the other room, making sure that there everything's going ahead. That's yeah. the people you want, and and to when you have them. It really helps push the practice forward, and you need to hold on to those people. So you've—I bet you build up a nice, fantastic team. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, we again, we've we've been we've been really lucky with the the the, the architects and designers that we work with. I think it's and it comes with what we're trying to offer. And we're not perfect. You know, we don't ever pretend that we get everything right every time. But what we're trying to offer is, you know, you want to design, you want to lead on those projects. Here's the here's the autonomy to go and do that. But the flip side is here's a responsibility. So I think mm. a lot of people are kind of like they want all the the autonomy to go and do the design, speak to clients, da da da. But actually, they're like really fearful of actually what that means in terms of responsibility. And you know, um, you know listen to some of the other podcasts about that imposter syndrome kind of creeping in about whether they feel they're good enough to do that. Can they take the responsibility to do that? Am I a good enough designer to kind of like pitch on these things? And it's that kind of that that constant balance between exposing people more and more and more. One of the first things that me and Liam learned, especially as a um, director of the business, is that we were like, oh, we had, we had no autonomy. Like, we're rubbish. We can do anything. And so we, we, we'll give it to you. We'll give, you can do anything. Like, go, go, go crazy on these designs. It's mad. And actually, the feedback was, no, 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 yeah, that's great and all, but we want some structure too. We want some, we want some feedback. We want some critical feedback about, am I doing this right? Have I passed some certain thresholds? Is this going, am I going in the right direction? And actually, that was quite... Because we didn't have anything on, on, in the old practice about that sense of kind of complete autonomy, we, we went the other way. And actually, it's finding a balance where some people, in a more senior, more experienced, can kind of go on those those journeys for themselves. And we can check in every now and then. Whereas maybe some of the junior members of the team that mm. again have got all the expertise, all the, the vigor and the creativity to to be amazing, they just need a bit more structure, a bit more guidance to kind of help them be epic and i think mm. that's where we're, we're we're learning that each individual is kind of has their own nuances about how they learn about how they best perform not everyone's like this big extroverted epic designer and they're going to set the world on fire with, with one drawing mm. actually in there somewhere there are some magic ideas and some really beautiful kind of moments that will eventually eke out but working with those people to, to find that and give them the 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 confidence that they can be vulnerable with us and vulnerable with the clients to say look i've got this design i've got this idea what do you think? And even when mm. the client goes, I hate it, I you know, go away, you're fired. <laughs> it's going, well, actually, it was a good idea. They just say they didn't like it, or maybe we've got to tweak it next time and kind of re-engaging and, and finding ways to support and um and suffer the losses together. Um, show, you know, but also be clear about hey, you didn't do it, you know, you didn't you didn't step up, you have to take responsibility and some of that burden. But, you know, it's not over. It's just we've got to find a way of learning and bring them back in. So it's it's a push and pull, give and take. Um, and it's not a very – it's not a smooth ride at all. It's, mm. um, it's the ever, everlasting peaks and troughs of, of practice, of individual practice, of group practice, um, and, that, and constantly having those dialogues with, with the team. I think and that's that's – I've got the point of your question. I've gone on a, on a tangent. Yeah, you're that. just saying what a good, basically what the kind of person that makes up the the magic of third way architecture and what you look for. So I my other my other question, which uh, which leads off to that, is how do you find Peter when you're interviewing people, right? Or you know, because uh, you've seen two sides of the coins now, right? So. Yeah. You've you've been you've been that part one all nervous looking for a job like oh hello and you know you know the feeling it's a, it's absolute nightmare isn't it you're like oh, please can I have an opportunity thank you very much and then you so you've done that and then you know you've done your part two and so now you're on the other side of the table you know yeah. you're the you're the, you're the wolf so they speak in in the analogy of of this but what do you look for in an interview what kind of catches your eye. Uh, and, in terms of when you when you're interviewing someone, is it personality or work? Yeah, I think or? The, the the personality thing is massive, and that's not to say you have to be a big extrovert because I don't want anyone thinking I've got to be loud and proud and all of this. You know, it's actually you can be soft, you can be gentle, you can um, you don't have to to know all the answers, um, but it's it it's about sharing ideas with with those that you're interviewing with. We've had. We've had some really excellent portfolios come through. Leave what people produce in the in the BA and MA work, but 
the and this and I'm speaking maybe out of turn here, but at the, at the larger architecture schools and more established ones, there is an ego that comes with that. They're like, you know, you're going to hire me because I'm that good. So wait, let's just you know pause a bit because the quality of work is one thing. Your ability to be a team player is, is something completely else. And we've taken a bit of a line from from the CEO Ben Giller, which is we don't seek to go and hire the the most qualified person per se in the traditional sense. You know, they've got a first from the top ten architecture schools in, in, in the UK. Actually, we want to find the, the best person for third way as a group that would, you know, really kind of be on board into to our company culture. They can see the advantages of being in a in a big family, really. That's how it's kind of operated. Even though, you know, it's 220 people across the group, we're, we're 24, but it is a big family. We look after each other. We try and engage each other. We have fun with each other. We, we wind each other up. It, but, you know, that's that's more important that you, that you go through the, the highs and lows together. So if someone's coming to the board and saying, you know, I'm the best thing since sliced bread, it was like, hold on a second. We want people to kind of like support us, support, you know, projects with us and, and, and lead elements with us. Um, and I think I've had more fun with people that are kind of engaged and they want to tell stories, they're inquisitive. Mm-hmm. Don't, and again, I don't feel like you have to ask a question, you know, it's like, oh, the best thing you can do is ask a question at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. You know, <laughs> people, people think, Leia, you know, send me a tweet. It's fine. I, it's, it, it, it doesn't it, – how can you be the, an honest person? And, I, and I, the reason I encourage that is also it's really important for the interviewee to know that the company is not right for them. I know it's, we're in an even worse – you know, we're in an economic downturn. Jobs are going to be really hard to come by. You know, the RAB are publishing more and more job losses. But you still have to have a sense that you're in control somewhere. You are not at mm. the you know, behest of, of employees. You know, we want you, not the other way around. We need great talent. Um, and I think being honest in the best way that you can, because it's not easy being honest, is actually very hard to kind of be yourself because you want to put on a character. I'm putting on a character now. Um, you have to find a way of, of being vulnerable, being honest, because then they can see the real you and hopefully mm-hmm. you can see the real them. And hopefully you can decide all right, actually, maybe it's not right for me. Maybe the, the company culture is is too outlandish, it's too extroverted, or vice versa, that's actually quite quiet and quite dour and it's too sort of traditional. Um, and then both parties, both interviewer and interviewee, can, can have a real sense. And I think you're going to get better opportunities because then – they're not just judging you on a beautiful drawing or, you know, a drawing that you need a lot of support on because they can see there's a raw talent there, but maybe the school you went to wasn't the best. Maybe the opportunities you had at the universities weren't, weren't great, you know, because you messed around in ALOS. That's not, it's just, you shouldn't be punished for some of these things you didn't get and the opportunity was, was diminished slightly. So if you can find the right outfit, they can, they can identify an ability to, to, to upskill and get better, I think you're much more employable than that someone that's coming and going, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm A class, man. No, you give me 50 grand a year and hire me. It's like, no, just, just yeah, wait. Come back down. Come yeah, back down for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's that's what I would say. From, from seeing on the flip side, and I, I've always been I quite um, – I've never seen myself as, as a particularly excellent designer. I'm not, you know, I didn't get good grades. Uh, at, I was the third worst grader at the ballot. Uh, <laughs> nice. you know, I, don't, I don't come from a, a you know, a good, I, obviously it's a good school and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm unashamed of that side, but, you know, third lowest grade, you know, let's not kid ourselves. Um, but I've always been quite like verbose in, 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 in interviews. So I think I've been quite lucky in that sense. I, you know, oh, I could be quite dramatic. Um, and I think that can hold well, and, and that's and that's good. I mean, it might annoy the, the arse out of some people, which is also fine. Um, but so I've been quite quite fortunate. But for those that are introverted, don't you shouldn't be the blockade to get a great job, just thinking, exposing yourself. And a, and a good employee will see that. And I think if a, if a bad, you know, someone can't see that, if a bad employee walk away, don't bother. You know, what is the point? You know, there is plenty, there's enough jobs there to, to or enough opportunity to kind of find something, something good. I agree. I, it was interesting because uh, we had a little twi- a Twitter exchange at the start, and then my mate um, Ryan, who I studied, Ryan Holland, um, he used to. Uh, he was. He is such. Uh, he's gone so far. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Holland, I studied with him. Yeah, is he your friend? Is he? Well, we used to. I was at Matt, so I soda was in the office above us. Yeah, yeah, so, above the Burger King. Yeah, I know yeah, exactly yeah. where so, you guys were. The so, weirdest location. Okay. Are, 
Yeah, it was just, it was just you got was it Leicester Square or whatever? Is yeah, it? Yeah, it was worst. I look, they, they, I couldn't think of a worse place to to not comedy wise, but just location because it was. Yeah. You go through the the literally the back door of Burger King. You go through their service entrance, <laughs> and once a month they used to clean the the, the vat out, so it stunk of crap. So it was a really mm. unpleasant way to start the day. And then you had this, you had like the the golden hour, nine a.m. to ten a.m. No tourists, no buskers, no no beatboxes. And then 10am every day, Monday to Friday. <laughs> oh, I can't do this anymore. I can't tolerate Three years I survived that. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was awkward. And that was my first ever live beatboxing as well. But I love that. I was quite enjoying it. I feel like I'm there right now. I want to get a Burger King and pop up to the uh, for, to the to the office. Yeah, Ryan, I studied with him, and uh, the why I brought Ryan up is because he sometimes used to uh, butt heads with one or two of the tutors, but he's done incredibly well. And he, I think Ryan's a really good example of. Um, you know, you can you can go go so far, so far. Whereas for quite funny, I mean, I had a two one quite comfortably, and I don't do uh, architecture anymore, <laughs> right? So so. And then I did a podcast with Chris Hartis, who's one of the directors from Squires and worked at Canary Wharf. And he was the same. He said, oh, I was out partying. And, um, you know, he, he got so bad grades, he couldn't even get a job in architecture. He had to go down to a building site where they told him to hold the measuring tape out quite literally so they can get measurements. And then he's a design director of Squires. So I think it, it kind of, um, it all goes around. But what I want to do now, we're going to, we're going to experiment, Peter, for a new thing. So where we, where's that accent from? Where you come from remind me i'm i'm from sussex i was born in west sussex in my right. family house yeah okay i've got here we got the sussex bells of the past okay all right i want you to tell me listen to the bells the bells okay go listen to the bells and concentrate yeah now what the bells the bells are asking me we're going to go back when did you think i'm going to be an architect in in sussex Oh, um, I never wanted to be an architect. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I ever did or do. These bells don't work. <laughs> Rubbish. So I my 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 uh, intro into architecture was that was sheer uh, dumb luck and. Uh, Desperation. I I was I was in I was rubbish. At, I was okay at GCSE. I was rubbish at A levels. I got uh, I got a, I two C's and a D or a C and two D's in English language, history and photography. So they weren't even that. You know, photography was sort of the one art thing, and the rest was just a bad writer. Um, even though I try and write now, so you know, I didn't actually learn anything. Um, and then I was good at cadets. I was I was I was I was good at cadets, which is just telling people to march around at square, shoot some, some guns and want to fly, but never fly because you only got to, you know, they only took people out flying once a year. So I was, wasn't really much air cadets. It was much just running around in a, in a blue costume. Um, but uh, it was vacational. And I think that's where, uh, you know, later in my career, that's why I actually, I think I learned best. So it was really vocational. You did all like the air cadet stuff and, um, so I wanted to be in the Royal Air Force. So I, was going, I went to go and interview with the OASC, and wow. um, they said no because I was 18. And I wanted to be an officer and, and you know send men around the battlefield. It was absolutely <laughs> idiotic. Um, so they go away and, and travel for a year and, and um, kind of try and be a manager somewhere, do more courses. And I did that, and I had bad A levels, and I went around and travelled. I came back and I actually passed um, the interview at that stage, but I actually found out I, I failed my medical because I got. Um, dodgy nose um and i was i was absolutely devastated i had no a levels i had no ucas application i had nothing i was working at costa for a year and a half earning you know minimum wage um actually really liked it so i'm I'm not down being that i was because it was kind of like weirdly mind mindfulness in terms of it was just repeat exercise and that was that was okay um but my brother was um, working at Gensler. Um, you know, he's he had was well, actually recently left, but he's been there for twelve years. Um, and he had graduated from Ravensbourne, which is uh, does interior design, environmental architecture. Idea you can see where my tutor Lane Reed got the idea from. Um, the and he was good friends with with Leighton. He was the um, the director of of interior design. 
and he was like, my brother's, you know, doesn't know what he's going to do. He hasn't really got many options. Would you, would you mind um, speaking to him, and helping out? And you know, this is this comes down to privilege, and I accept that massively. That I was in a really fortunate position, and a lot of other people don't get this. Um, almost, I don't know anyone who got a, a meeting with a, a professor um, and director of a, of a course. Um, but I also wasn't going to turn it down. Um, and I went and met, and he, Lane's kind of this maverick character. He's, you know, he was ex Barlet some forty years ago good friends with um, the, the, the chaps at HMM. So he, he knows his people and he's got a great network, but he loves not doing things by the book. He's almost like if it's by the book, he'll say no and do it somewhere else. And I was like, I don't have a future. Um, so he said, well, uh, he, he oh, it's a ridiculous mind, but he said, are you going to give blood? I was like, oh, I'll give anything. What do you want? Um, so you give, give blood and I'll, I'll stick you on this course. So he actually just, he, he got around UCAS, just let me on. And I didn't have, I didn't know how to draw. I wasn't an artist. I didn't know anything. And I got, I got put on this course. And I was like, well, I'm two years behind all my mates who went straight to university. I don't know what I'm going to do. Here's a guy saying you can go onto a course. And my brother did and got first in, you know, in my head, starting a very successful career at Gensler. I'm not going to say no to that. I will, I will lap it up and take it. And I don't know if it was out of sheer guilt or. I think probably a lot of it has to do with guilt and a lot of it to do with desperation not to kind of like fail personally. I, I, I worked every hour under the sun to kind of do that course. And I, and I did well there. Ravensbourne is you know, not a high-ranking university, but actually there's some really great students that, that come out of it. And a lot of them are now in senior positions here across large interior and architecture firms across London, um, from MCM uh, to, to Gensler, to Rob Golder, you know, who's – uh, creative director of Third Way, he's he was actually in my brother's brother's year. Um, to Scott Malin, who's head of design uh, for Third Way Architecture, you know, so mm. they, they they do spit out some some pretty wicked designers. Um, so I, I I left that course after obviously after three years I graduated, and then I went to Fosters and hated it. I hate my life and hate Fosters, and it was it was crummy and don't ever work there. Um, but it's good for the students. <laughs> Maybe I'm not allowed to say that. I probably shouldn't say that, should it's I? It's an opinion piece. It's an opinion it's, piece. Uh, okay, Look, yeah, some, sure. people, some people enjoy Fosters, right? You didn't particularly enjoy it. Fosters opens a number of opportunities. Uh, it's an equal opportunities employer. It's fantastic. It, it certainly um, it challenges the dynamic of architecture in a world that we should really be privileged to be in, even though um, I worked eight hours a week and didn't get any overtime. Um, but... It's great. I'm really worried. I should be saying. Anyway, the point is, it was great for the CV. And then I went to the Barlet, which was, I don't know if it was a mistake or not, because it was hard. I mean, it was really hard. I did. I I I was struggling. You know, from day one, really. Like the guys in there are mental. They're so talented. They are so good. And they don't. A lot of them don't do architecture. They'll do like. Arduino stuff and like make code and like make going uh, up. I did the Arduino. I wasn't very oh, good at it. I don't, I don't understand it. It's it's mental and people are doing mental stuff with algorithms and stuff. It's like yeah, but where? My dad made it made always a point. He came to the end of the year show from my fourth year, and he, he walked around. He's like, I've looked at all the plans, all the you know some two hundred students. I can't find one place where they've designed somewhere you can do a shit. And I was like, quite common, Dad. You know, I'll take that. You're not like it. That's what he's looking for. So I was like, yeah, I get it's because it's so like it is so I mean they do push the brand, it is kind of poetic. It is amazing. I don't take anything away from from what people do there. But I found it very hard and I, I struggled all the way through. I was only like really fortunate that I had a really great tutor in, in James O'Leary, um, who's still at the Bartlett, and he just kind of like just kept me going so sort of, i don't know if he wanted to or our sheer like um i don't want to kind of dwell on my my mum died in uh, during my fourth year so i was in a i was in obviously not okay. a great space either so i don't and i hope james didn't know how to deal, but he somehow just got me by the scruff and just kind of like sent me through the whole process um and i still on record i think i'm the only student at the barlet to have had someone do a human shit on their project. Uh, oh, that's, that sounds disgusting, actually. It sounds funny, but I wouldn't want to be in the room. Probably stinks. 
So the, the uh, I don't again. You said uh, I shouldn't have sworn. So I think I've sworn about fifty times. Um, no, you can. It's all right. I, it's explicit. Don't uh, worry. And so the the I, my my fifth year project. I was kind of interested in in homelessness as a as a as a subject title, but. In, in a way that was kind of anti-typical architecture. A lot of it's like paper-based. You know, let's solve the homeless problem by by designing these really expensive, overly designed answers that never get built. So they're always around, actually, I think the ego of the architect rather than actually the, the problem that they're trying to solve. So I wrote, my whole thesis was about, you know, can we design something that's affordable that actually engages um, the problem? So I was like, I've got 400 quid left of my, my student loan. I need to build something for 400 quid that does something that engages the, the, the issue. So we had this typically Barlet-esque, it was the scattered domesticity, um, the scattered house, you know, or just broken house or, know, or something along those lines, or a lot simpler. Um, that you have bits of the house around the city. So I thought I'd build the kitchen bit. And the Barlet has a, has a kind of a big workshop outside. But the year before, I was actually the um, – I dropped a metal frame on my head at the end of year show and was bleeding and the ambulance came. Oh, wow. The next year, they actually stopped the entire – ability for students to make their own show because of my my doing um, look what you've done look what you've done yeah. peter huh well, i i i see like so it was my own kind of fault so then the workshop was was filled with with people making the show so i had to build my structure and it was you know it was a it was a proper single story kitchen pop-up you know folding out tables had a little terrace it had the everything and on the one day, it was raining like a lot of that summer. One day it was sunny. I got there really early. It's my one day to paint. I've got two weeks beforehand in. I've got to paint this thing and get it on. And as I go in, there's a there's a geezer in there. I'm like, ah, what are you doing? He was like, oh, yeah, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm, I, was, I slept in here. I was like, ah, oh, well, I'm not going to get annoyed. The whole point of this project is to kind of be focused on the home. So I was like, oh, okay, well. Right, so I took him for um, a coffee and some, some food, and we had a like, really, really genuine chat. He'd come down from Liverpool looking for work and hadn't, hadn't got any. Um, but he went on his way, and, and I went back to, to making the, the, the structure. And I could, I could smell defecation. I could smell it was. Oh, this is this is very bad. I can't. I don't. No, no. And I, you know, I wasn't angry at all. I was just like, oh, this is bad. And I just got cleaned everything up and 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 what have you, and I was still there. I was like, what is that smell? I can't can't believe it. I've cleaned this thing up and I've moved all the wood away, and I've 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 I'm I'm, I'm perplexed about what's going on. And as I kind of like I'm, you know sort of bending over trying to find out what it is, my leg just slips up from underneath me, and I turn around. Oh. He's you know the poor guy's got nowhere to go, and I you know I sympathise, but he, he obviously him. Didn't want to go outside and, and and defecate on my model on my building um, and, and squashed it into it. So I spent the next day cleaning it. Um, I asked for an extension at the barlet. They denied it. Never mind. So. Wow. Well, he left that part out until after the coffee, didn't he? He enjoyed that. <laughs> well, look, Have look, a grand day, please. <laughs> Never see you again. Thank you so much. He's well, hey, poor guy. I mean, you know, it's 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 nothing nothing on him. Um, he's just trying to he's just trying to buy, <laughs> but uh, it was it was an unexpected blip in the day. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. So, wow, that's completely taken me by surprise. Well, in theory, your project, well, maybe it's a testament. Look, is you were making buildings which were used and realized back then by yeah, someone yeah. that inadvertently went in there. Hey, oh, well, that wasn't very theoretical for Bar. That was it. No, that was it quite literal. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was it was base level. It was a box. Um, uh, but my 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 mates I'm still friends with from from the bar. They always take the to make, take the Mickey at me for that. But it was it, it was practical, and that was that was that was my shtick. It, it worked, you know. It was a user experience thing, and actually, I've taken. And this comes down to like the honest point. It's not, that's that's what I know. That's how I think. That's how I talk mm-hmm. about spaces. That's how, how I talk about architecture. It is the manifestation of like what's real. What does actually get built? What how do people actually use it? How do people actually engage it? It was a pop-up kitchen that sold soup, and some guy thought, "No, nah, I don't want to buy soup in it. I want to crap in it." Fine, actually, that's how you want to use it. That's that's kind of that's much more real. Let's talk about that instead. You know, let's talk about the lack of places for people to actually, you know, have good healthcare in in, in the city because there's no public toilets. That's that's a much better conversation about 
you know, urbanism and architecture, then I think about then some of the algorithm stuff, you know, but that's just me. That's, that's my own shtick. And I get yeah. that. But it's me being honest about what I know, what I like, what I think I can add to the conversation. Because everyone else that's far more academic, a lot smarter than I can, can take can take on the probably the more challenging ideas around, you know, computer science and how that, that works in architecture. It's just out of my remit. I'm not gonna pretend, I'm not even gonna try um and, and engage that conversation because I just I don't have the the, the mental capacity to, to, to take on those ideas. What I can do is maybe talk about social things and social ideas and, and people experience and that to me is far more invigorating far more exciting and it, it, it has a realistic realism that is both architectural and i think the second bit is, is humanizing that's why i actually yeah you before that's why i like this you know it's a you're this is quite boring episode for everyone else but for you know no. podcast is it's it's very accessible. It's it's much more humanising. It's about the the realism of how people you know get involved in architecture or don't get involved in architecture. You know, have different different career paths. That's what I think is really exciting. That's what I think is really interesting. And so often you get told, especially in, in hoity-toity architecture schools, it has to be more than this. You know, how do we put so many different verbs into a into a sentence that I don't understand? That I have to use a dictionary in one end and the, and the paper in the other to basically say is I want to put a white box in a bigger white box. You know, all right, that's cool. I don't understand what's going on. What are people talking about? You know, how do I go in this building and that's it? But no, I can't talk. You know, it has to be. It's that constant conflict. It's like architecture is meant designed for people, yet people can't understand architectural dialogue and theory. So, what's going on? I don't, I don't get it. I, I think that was fantastic. I've, I've been blown away by that. I am. What's quite interesting is, I think you don't realize there was a revelation in there you might not have been aware of. I think that's the first time I've heard of someone from the Butler build a building. <laughs> <laughs> only, only joking, Butler School. It's fantastic work. I'm only joking. First building ever made by Bartlett, used by the homeless guy who shit in the building. Fantastic. All right. Well, hey, so from from shit houses to third way architecture and winning projects and competing uh, against BYG, or BGY. 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 Well, no, BGY. BGY. God, BGY. They're good, man. You've just... I know how they do it. They're just, they're very good. Well, it's, it's important that you get good companies because they all, they all keep each other on their toes. It's inspiration. You know, it's like precedence, isn't it? Not copying each other or anything like that. But if someone has a good project, you learn from something from it. That's uh, how our design's improved. So, look, I, I I think this has been a bit of a whirlwind. I'm conscious of your uh, five o'clock deadline. I've, I've, so I've, I've got, All I've got to do is submit. I've got a, I've got a export. You've got to press the button. Export. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm good to go. We're, I was that's why I was a bit late to this. I was like, oh, I just need to get it last bit, get the fee proposal right done. To go right, my, my email about it's a privilege to be involved in this project, and I'm so supportive of everything you're doing. And ah, done. oh, have you got any questions for me? There you go. It's not fair. I ask all the questions, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, this is this is. This is like, you know, do you have a question? Let's not ask you if I haven't got one. This, what, <laughs> what, yeah, don't worry, it's not that. No, no, hey. The, what do you do, like, not in a facetious, what, what's the kind of, you talked about it before, and like, you know, it's a passion project, but mm. it kind of, there's a, the, there's a natural sort of take-up in terms of how you, you, you host your podcast. I mean, what's the driver? What's Okay, a few pleasure. Yeah, few real deals. Okay, so so in recruitment, I'd always be bumped. Say, say now you've given me a particular role, and it would be um, you need a technologist or you need someone that's run the project for a few years. What you'll find is that in recruitment, you'll put ads out. So a part one might apply or a part two, and I'm working for you. I'm against the clock. And so I always try to impart wisdom a little bit on the students. But this is this is a very limited time period to do that because due to the nature like you with deadlines there's only so much time i can give so you try to give two or three minutes and get someone in the right direction that's going to be a short-term fix but it's not a long-term problem um, solution and what i find as well is that obviously it's really valuable to speak to someone one-on-one but if there was a way to kind of uh, unpack information that I would find really useful when I was a part one and make it available to all, then that would be really helpful. And so 
basically on the architecture team at McDonald company, and I'm happy to be quite open about it. We were doing really well, really, really well. And coronavirus came and it, and half the roads just went off the cliff. It was as if, imagine if I had a few roads in your practice and you're like, Steve, I've got to worry right now about my existing staff. Thank you very much, but we're going to recruit in a few months time. And so uh, our team, I volunteered to go on furlough, to be honest. And, and, I went on furlough in April and the first month I thought, you know what, I'm going to make the most of it. And I had a few beers and wines and I watched Netflix. I did, I was like, you know, I did it all. I did all. I didn't (laughs) go around doing paintings and all this stuff. I had a right good laugh and it was great for one month. But after a month, I was like, oh, okay. I've, I felt like I completed Netflix. And, you know, it would be like you, when it'd be like that screen would be there, you know, and it'd be like, are you still there? And you're like, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. It's you know? like you do, we, wish it, we wish it didn't ask you. You feel like a bit of guilt. It's like, yeah, yeah I am. Yeah. What's it to yeah. you? What are you trying to say? So I, I was like, well, I want to be productive, but I need to be passionate about it. And I'm like you, I can't fake passion. I either want to do it or not. And then I thought about, and I was stumbling along at one point and um, I, I've, because when I had my business, I could, I could, like yourself in business, I learned certain skills to a point. I've never been interested in coding per se, but I'll code a little bit to achieve a goal and then leave it. And so over the years, I learned a bit of website, I learned a bit of this, learned a bit of that. And then I found a solution online where I could visualize actually solving the problem. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if there was a community? Because there's Facebook groups everywhere, but they've, well, we can swear in this episode. So they're full of shit. They're full of people. They're full of people who are distracting things. You know, it's a bit like um, sometimes in Clarkwell, it's good, but then you walk down and there's a million people selling tiles, right? And they everyone, look, and I'm in recruitment as well. I understand the world of sales and that's fine. Well, I was thinking, wouldn't it be nice if there was an area where people could talk openly and contribute? And I'm kind of at that point where I... In one way, I don't need to prove myself so I can make my own rules up. And what I quite like is the way I see the architecture social is a platform for people to use. And so I've done my bit, at, which is kind of walking people through careers and kind of giving that guide in a bit of a shitty situation right now, how to tackle mm-hmm. the problem on, how you can do it. But we're... I'm quite in the next phase of the social. It's these weird and quirky things. So we have a book club on there right now. There's like five or six people in the book club and everyone was posting this morning saying, my book's coming from Amazon and they're going to read the book. And I'm like, that's cool. I quite like the idea of a book club. I'm like, I'm not going to be, and I joked, I said, you're not going to get me in it because I can barely read a page without my brain going (laughs) off. But why not, right? Someone wants to do a book club. And and I quite like from... uh, from your point of view, that there's a chance where you say, now you get a role, you can post it direct to part ones, direct to architects and get engaged with the community. So why not? It was the short I think, answer. I think it's, it's, from, from listening to all your previous podcasts and, and going on the, on the, on the app, it's, it's great. I just, I genuinely really enjoyed it. It's been, uh, it's been really kind of interesting. And also, you're giving the some of the, the the people we've had on. I don't think would normally get exposure like this, or get to kind of share their stories like that. And I think that's that's and it, and again, it's come to that point like you know, I haven't got to be on this like high horse, high echelon of like yeah, you know, kind of blue sky thinking. Actually, those graduating coming up with really excellent, interesting perspectives and ideas that I think should be shouted about. And I, I think yeah, that's, that's well, huge. I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate it. Do you know what? And um, it's the same thing as, like, I look, this, this, watching a podcast on disease talking to Thomas Heatherwick, it is interesting. Okay. But I'm interested in the guys below Heatherwick, or I'm interested in uh, the real world or people's failures, people doing well and making mistakes. And and it's the, and it's, that, to me, is the interesting conversation. And if we can facilitate that, then awesome. And I quite like that I can get away with bells and horns and all this <laughs> But it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun. We're talking about it because it's like it's like on there's not there's nothing interested on LinkedIn. It's so boring. So if we can just like boring police, then just have a bit of fun with it all. Then that that's and then yeah. maybe learn a few things along the way. Why not? Right? That's the perfect combination. 
I'm, I'm yeah, big fan. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think um, a little bit of ego takedown is, is fantastic. I think this is a very healthy antidote to the normal architectural dialogue. I think this is, this is exactly what it needs. Well, I appreciate that. We'll, we'll we'll do more stuff. So on that on that note, so if anyone is interested in third way architecture or yourself, so you're actually signed up on the architectural socialist. So someone can message you there. They can message you on LinkedIn. I mean, if we don't have a lockdown, in theory, you are knocking around in London. You're running your, the practice with Liam, which is awesome. And if anyone's looking for a job or anything right now, do you have an email that they can send their CV portfolio yeah, to? Yeah, um, we're we're always kind of keeping an open mind. It's um, Hello at thirdwayarchitecture.co.uk, uh, uh, sorry, .com, but it doesn't get missed. Liam checks them all. We always, um, he kind of pings all the interesting ones through. So we'll review them. So don't hesitate. Um, and even if it's some, you know, if you want to chat or you want some advice or anything like that, we're you know, fairly open to all those sort of things. And, um, yeah, don't, don't hesitate to, to call because actually people like speaking to people. People like people. They forget that. So I think it's just, um, yeah, so don't just pester me, pester everyone that you can. I love it. Okay. And the test, if anyone's listening, what image should someone send to hello at Freedway Architecture? Should we put an image of a bell? Put an image of something? Should we actually see if someone emails you an yeah, image of something? I'd, I'd, yeah, yeah. Put, what stick image? An, stick an image of a bell and see what happens. Right. Everyone. Email the bell to hello at thirdwayarchitecture.co.uk or .com. You know what? This is really embarrassing. I'm actually to check. What is it? Hold on. This Third is, way yeah, .com. There you go. .com. I can't. Of course it's .com. We knew that. Yeah, we knew that. That is embarrassing. That's a good way to end. Yeah. .com. Okay. Third way .com. Yes. Yeah, so you almost tried to give me the .co.uk. Try to get rid of them bell yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to hide myself. .co. No. Thirdwayarchitecture.com. There you go. All right. Send them bells over. All right, Peter. Amazing having you here. I oh. really can't wait to see how far and how big Third Way Architecture gets. I know design quality is the most important thing, but hey, keep doing them amazing buildings. Keep giving PSC a co a run for your money. And uh, yeah, literally from shit houses to all shit hot buildings. So well done. Hey. I'm so pleased. Hey, hey. Hey. That was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, that was good. That was a good way to end. I love it. Yeah, great. Hey, Stephen, that was